two senseis and a casual. Cook anything yet for Mother's Day? Cook anything? She. <laughs> she. I, uh, we went out to eat yesterday, so today we're just kind of chilling. Where'd y'all go? Same. Uh, Uptown Grill, baby. You remember that? It's on Haggerty and Maple. It's like a kind of, it looks like a banquet restaurant, but it's just always yeah. packed with people. Yeah, yeah, it's across from that gas station, right? The yeah, mobile. they got incredible like like pastrami sandwiches there and like Reuben shit. It's so good. Hmm. So I had one of those yesterday, and they may have the best mac and cheese from a restaurant I've ever had. Whoa! That's okay, uh, that's I know good. it's a bold statement, but it is yeah, fire. <laughs> it's fire. What about you, Gerard? What you got? We went to Lansing yesterday, and they family had a cookout, so we ate up there yesterday. Okay. Dude, y'all so smart getting y'all stuff out the way. We we were doing <laughs> something a day, or just kind of like a family dinner. But yeah, when you got the Sunday scaries, you just want to relax, and <laughs> you know that takes away most of your Sunday. So that's all good. Be around family. Yeah. The weather's nice at least, so can't complain. Yeah, yeah, chilly yeah. out. Of, I mean, I'm not one to bitch, but it's a little chilly. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I been a little bit. It's a little chilly, but I mean, it's better than like cold. You know, it's yeah, like Saturday or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Shorts yeah. and a hoodie, you know. Yes. Real white nice, boy weather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Drew, you wanted to talk about spoilers. And it's funny you wanted to talk about spoilers because this weekend there's been two huge episodes of Power that's been spoiled a week in advance. So it's, it's almost not, like we did it, which is take crazy. It, I take it back. Not spoiled, released. Leaked. So, yeah, it, they got leaked. Fast spoiled. So, you know. We just live in a in a funny funny time where nobody wants to wait for episodes anymore. So, yeah, I'm actually I haven't started. I just watched the first episode of Power, which is a show that leaked uh, mm-hmm. Power Book Two. So, oh, you I'm just not, started this season? I just started this season. So, it's I, I'm, this is like one of the rare times where I'm not upset that the episodes have been leaked. <laughs> I don't have to wait. Right. But yeah, Drew, I know you wanted to talk about it. So before we get into it, Drew, what were you going to say? No, it's just, it's crazy how people act about Power. Like, no other show people be leaking episodes like this, but every season on Power, they every leak the last two episodes. Every season. It doesn't, like, it never gets old. Like every There's time another show be... that did it, Gerard. There's another show that really caught people off guard. It was season four of Game of Thrones. The very first oh, two, yeah. HBO released the first two, and then, like, that night, three and four came out, and everyone was like, <gasps> like, you know, it was one of the biggest shows around yeah. that time. I was up at State. I was watching with uh, with Mike Reckling, D, and we, you know, fun, fun week in a booze. And I was like, give me a hell yeah. You know, I'll stay a little late. We'll watch Thrones and then I'll drive home. We found that out. I was like, well, shit, I'm not leaving the one in the morning now. I was like, we're watching three <laughs> and four, baby. Let's keep this weekend going. So, yeah, that was one of the first, like, big spoiler uh like releases like that as far as like episodes go that i can remember see like gerard said though power has this like consistently to the point where for whatever reason they think it's a good idea to like put a week break between right. like eight and ninth episode <laughs> eight and nine yeah every time and every time they do it the episodes get dropped so you would think they would like rethink that strategy or whatever but I don't know. At this point, it almost seems intentional. Like I, I've yeah. never seen a show this big have such problems with keeping their their, their episodes. But season. it doesn't. So 
Yeah, I guess that would make sense if it's if they doing it on purpose just for the attention. But it, it doesn't make people want to see the episodes because you already saw them. Like, so I don't understand like the anticipation. You're not anticipating anything no more. You're yeah. just being like, all right, I've seen this happen already. It, or except the people who don't watch the leaks like myself and just wait till it come on. Like, Was it episodes nine and ten that were released? Well, you won't watch. Right? Yeah, it's episode nine and ten, and no, I'm not gonna watch it. No. Wow. Oh, man. That's very shout out to you. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm. I meant I'm not watching the leaks. I'm gonna watch oh, gotcha. the regular episode. Yeah. So hey, you saw uh, last week is the one where uh, I saw a spoiler. If anybody cares, oh no, I'm not gonna ruin it for B. My I bad. Say, I feel a little bit. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do I, know, it. I know. who died already. <laughs> I know. Who died I, already. Yeah, I already know, but yeah, no. But I'm oh, saying like episodes nine and ten are like the biggest parts of like any season, you know, it's like, especially right. nine, nine can be like the huge build up to 10 where something else massive happens. Like the yeah. massive cliffhanger, like empower when, uh, when Raina died, like that was a huge yeah. episode, you know, power, power has a, like they have a formula every time episode eight, somebody important dies. Nine is pretty much the pan ultimate episode. So it'd be real climatic. And then 10, sometimes 10 be good. And then sometimes it'd be weak because everything already happened in nine. So right. like, yeah, so they do the same shit over and over and we keep getting stuck in their traps. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you, if you know, someone's going to die, I mean, it's worth watching eight episodes. Yeah, still, that's true. Yeah. I just have great writing. I'm going to the writing team for power is outstanding. They, they do a really good job. I was just thinking of writing and, and how you can sometimes make things too long. And this is going to be off the rails, but uh, Fast and Furious, they have the last <laughs> movie coming out, but it's like in three parts, apparently. Like at that mo- at fuck? that point, you put a money grab. Oh, like, no, like, no I'm not. Cool. Like, no. if it's the last movie, it's supposed to be the last movie. You don't do the last movie in three fucking parts. Like, that just, nah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to get that off my chest. You know, and you saying that, I should. Man, so Bawa was, uh, he was doing an interview um, somewhere. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to be in Fast 10. I'm going to be in the next one because they have to introduce my character because I haven't met them. I'm like, nigga, this is the last one. But now, yeah. now you're saying it's going to be in three parts. I'm like, oh, he was fuck. in He was in Tokyo Drift, though. Like, how, how did they got it? Why did they got to introduce him again? <laughs> because, so the way it's set up, he only knows, he doesn't know, um, I think, Ty- Tyrese's character. Uh, and... Like it's some of the some of the people he don't know because uh, Paul Walker's character only went to Tokyo. Everybody didn't go, so he has to get introduced to everybody else. He don't know everybody that's a part of the team, so they would have to gotcha. introduce him some type of way. But yeah, I was like, I'm thinking like, what does he mean? Like this is supposed to be it now? Since you said that, be it, it makes sense. God, this needs to end now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. If there is in the dictionary doing too much is a picture of fast and yeah. <laughs> man, holy shit. We could have a whole episode on just stuff they could do so much better, but <laughs> I mean we're just stick to just stick to street racing again. I would have seen ten movies on just street racing. Yeah, bad. like <laughs> when did it go off the rails to get away from just street racing? You know I don't when know it did, Gerard, when they introduced <laughs> when? the rock, and I hate to say it, with Fast yeah. Five was the one that really propelled this series of movies that we're at now. Like <laughs> it turned into like like combat one on one fighting movies instead of like uh-huh. uh Fast and Furious four I think they were in like Central America, but it was all like muscle car street racing. So it's right, yeah. it a great movie. Five, The Rock came in and said, you know what? I'm going to beat the shit out of Vin Diesel now. So hey, let's just do these also, one-on-one combats. 
<laughs> also, talking about Fast and Furious, you know how much the government sucks because they can't catch these niggas that drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the twist, though. That's the twist. Is they all work for the government. That's the big twist. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And then Cena is Vin Diesel's brother now or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The character that looks kind of like Vin Diesel. They're like, you know what? We're just going to go with John Cena. <laughs> Yo, you don't also you don't realize how big Vin Diesel is because like when you until you see him next to John Cena is like, wait, Vin Diesel like six three? What the fuck? Like, who knew this? Like, like so yeah. You know it'd be fire though, and I just thought of this on the fly. So they got this Fast and Furious X movie, right? And they're making three parts. What if the last part is Fast and Furious and the Triple X movies with Vin Diesel? They just combine all those into one and just some shit. Oh Hollywood my god! Movie. And the last one's just called Fast and Furious XXX. <laughs> you should stop saying this shit out loud. They're gonna take this idea and do it, okay? Like they're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, what a fucking great idea, like, and do it. Can I ask what's the difference? Because at this point, Dom is just catching cars in in midair and not not <laughs> And then in, in, the, in the triple X movie, he's, he's skiing down a mountain with no snow. So put that in I just, perspective. I just feel like the I just feel like the characters are the same. So I just want to know at this point. <laughs> Which one is more dangerous? Because they they, they just have, like he he created a, a earthquake when he just stomped on the ground in the one yep. movie in the fight. It's just like I don't Bro. think Dom should be more powerful, man. Maybe he no, maybe just right. family. I don't know. Dom, really <laughs> Andy's group, Andy's group at the same time, uh, right? He is, he is group. But yeah, I Drew, you mentioned Game of Thrones. Are there any other TV shows that come to mind when you when you talk about spoilers or? I uh, so it was when you put me on to um, uh, Sons of Anarchy and the final season came out and I was still about a season behind, maybe like in my in my binge of it. Uh, so when the final episode came out that night, it was ruined. What happened to Jax? You know, mm-hmm. and they were just like, well, you should have seen the writing on the wall. He was following in his father's footsteps. I'm like, you still don't have to ruin it for people who haven't seen it in three hours that since its premiere, like. Oh, I think no. I think that's the thing with social media now. Like people spoil stuff, and there's not even like a bad feeling or like a guiltiness no. that comes with it now. <laughs> they just blame you for not watching it immediately. It's like God forbid, right. like like Gerard has kids. God forbid your kid gets sick, or like or like you have stuff to do. Like if you can't yeah. watch something immediately, you're at fault for not watching as quick as yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it came out at midnight. If you don't watch it by twelve oh five, I'm putting it all on it's the true. timeline. It yeah, like, literally, right. literally, that's what it's like. Whether it's movies or TV shows, people are just like, oh well, you haven't seen it after the first week it came out, so we're just gonna spoil it. And it's like, damn, dog, like there's no, there's no preserving of anything anymore. You literally, right. if you don't watch something immediately, you damn like with uh Snowfall. Like I try to stay yeah. off social media, but I mean, shit, even. Even the people that act in these shows, I had it spoiled by an actor that plays on a show. Like, there's no like, damn, uh, who, Uncle Jerome. My, my yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. He posted something that made it obvious of what happened. It's like, damn, dog. Like the episode, the episode <laughs> yeah. just, the 
yesterday. He, like, posted, he posted something right after the episode ended. I'll, and I'm like, damn. I'm like, all right, everybody know now. Shit. So I can talk literally, about I'm it. Like, I, didn't, I, I didn't know. I didn't know B didn't watch it. So I'm like, damn. <laughs> so I text I literally text B right after he said that, like, damn, I know your heart broke. He was like, bro. Like, like that's all B said. <laughs> Like this is, I just, I just was shocked. Like there's just no like, it's like yeah, if you didn't watch it immediately, yeah, even our own actors are gonna spoil the show for you. So it's like, all right, like this is all because of Netflix, and now people just don't feel like they have to watch yeah. the episode or wait for episodes. Yeah. So, this is right. You're right, B. This is Netflix's <laughs> fault because back in the day, everything came out a week and nothing got spoiled, so you just had to wait. Like yeah. Now okay. Netflix is episode. You weren't allowed everything. to binge it in a weekend or a two day period. Right. You had exactly. to wait. You literally have to wait. If so. you had TiVo, I mean, that was one way to record it back then. But who was really using that? Bro, it's crazy to think about. <laughs> like before Netflix, you had to wait. You could go to work, talk about episodes, you could make predictions for shows. Now you can't make right. predictions for show because shit, it ain't no waiting. So no, it's just crazy when you think about it at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I remember, so I think Netflix hadn't come out yet, but I remember when I used to watch The Wire when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And you you remember in season one when Kima got shot up in the car, right? And mm-hmm. so you're waiting. That was the that was the uh, last episode of that season. So you're, in your mind, you're thinking like, damn, Kima dead. Like, like, so like, and then she comes back and Kima is alive and stuff. Like, you have to wait the whole summer for that. <laughs> like, so. That's very true. Like, yeah, and then the other thing that sucks too. Um, one of the one of it's not it's such a weird spoiler though. But we uh, were walking into the theater uh, when Infinity War came out for uh, yep. Marvel. Yeah, so yeah. we were walking in. The people before us were walking out, and they were all just like stone faced. And we were like, "What yep. the fuck? Like, was this movie yeah. shit? Was this movie like amazing? Did um, every character die? Which is kind of what happened in a weird way, right? But little did we know, yep. we got to the end, and we were leaving the theater. And we were just, I get the it same now. fucking thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're all stone faced. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but, that the same thing happened to me. Went to go see Infinity <laughs> War, and the people came out, and they was just like you said, stone faced, just like. <laughs> and we was like, we was like, what the fuck? Like, talking or something after everyone just walked to their car. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Nobody said nothing. Just quiet. Like, damn. Right. Is there, uh, is there any shows for you guys that like where the ending got spoiled and you were just like, you know what? I don't even feel like watching it anymore. Uh, well, it's funny. We've talked about Netflix, but I'm kind of late when it comes to starting shows. I typically don't tend to watch it like the same time as everybody. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to be different or anything. I just, just tend to be late. Um, but with Netflix, I started Sons of Anarchy and I was able to catch up to where like the show was airing live. I yeah. think I might have been able to get through like four seasons maybe. So that was really cool. I think the same with Breaking Bad. Um, but when it comes to spoilers, I mean, we already talked about power. That's really the only show I think has gotten spoiled for me because The Wire was had been done for years when I finally watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad, I was able to catch up. Uh, the Walking Dead, I think I had spoiled for me. It didn't even matter, which is funny <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I had I had uh, The Walking Dead spoiled for me. Um, what part of it? I forget who it was that died because I was late with watching that. Carl or Rick? I think then The Walking Dead used to come on like uh, it used to come on 
one episode and then it would like re-air like right after it wasn't yeah. like a long time they do uh they do like the premiere they do talking dead immediately after and then they would air it again right after yeah so i think oh, who was it i know walking dead was a show but i had i had something spoiled for me where it was like when it when it came time to re-air the second time i'm like dude i don't even want to fucking watch it anymore <laughs> <laughs> within an hour span too of it of it ending. literally within an hour oh i don't know who it was damn yeah but no the, the walking what dead was the show it's all good is there any for you gerard probably so um no the only thing i can think of is power you know where <laughs> it's funny when, that uh, that's the theme right now when like... when when ghost died uh that got spoiled for me because I didn't watch it immediately like because mm-hmm. I was working. So, like, yeah, I didn't get to watch it straight up. And then everybody was like, RIP goes on the timeline. And I'm like, fuck, man. And then the day was like, and so I'm like, I figured, like, that was one of the things in my head. Like, I figured Ghost would die, but I was trying to figure out who killed him. And then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously people spoiled it and said Tariq did it. So it was like, damn, like, I, I but um nothing else because like b said i watch stuff late so like um game of thrones i watched late so i didn't care about the spoiler for that one gotcha. um and i'm and i'm watching uh house of dragon now so but i always watch it when it comes out but i don't spoil it for people i just get it down. Shut up. Yeah, i dude. get in front of it i get in front of it so i they don't spoil it for me like so <laughs> yeah yeah but nah nothing for real gotcha yeah sons of anarchy was the big one for me b and then uh did you guys ever used to like rip torrent shows like on your computer back in the day? Really. Yeah. Yeah. Like I watched, I think I watched the wire every season like that through my computer, just ripping them, ripping them. I thought I was going to get a virus at some point, but I was good. But then, uh, <laughs> uh, weeds be weeds was the other where like I was ripping them, ripping them. I caught up and then I stopped and I didn't know the show came back at all. And mm. when it came out, I saw everything ruined for it. I'm like that they yeah. moved to Mexico and everything like that. And that was like the shitty season. And yep. then um, the youngest kid was getting into selling weed. Now I'm like, dude, like this show went off the rails and it spoiled for me. I was like, I'm good. Like the last, I don't even think I watched the last season of it. It was so bad. When I finally watched weeds, I was able to watch the whole thing. So yeah, I can only imagine having that shit spoiled for me. Yeah. It was a good show. And then it just kind of, bit the shark or whatever the saying is <laughs> oh that was a really yeah. good show yeah oh did y'all used to watch shameless yeah and that guy yeah so that got spoiled for me but i didn't yeah that got spoiled for me but by the time this the series was ended i didn't really give a fuck no more so right it, it didn't it the matter same to me. thing she fiona would do something great get meet a guy get torn down again start from scratch <laughs> next season same thing or or the other storyline for that show is lip would be doing something well lip. frank frank would yeah. be getting his right his life together boom something happens and they're back in the gutter again i'm like dude what like you yep. gotta have you can't keep going back to this same like like they're they're broke and destitute every season and have to find a way to make money like it's not fun anymore yeah yeah <laughs> i agree Carl ended up going to the military, something like that. Yeah. Gangster Carl was the best Carl. That yeah, was the I, best Carl. When he turned into the drug dealer, that was the greatest season ever, bro. Like, <laughs> so, like, I was yeah. like, I, I imagined this. This is his pathway. Yeah. I see it. No, like, that, was, that was one of the few things on the show that was believable. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
yeah, that's all I got for spoilers. I just wanted to get a little bit of it off my chest. No, it just it just it worked out perfectly because there's literally two episodes that have been not only spoiled but leaked. So yeah, just started season four of Snowfall too. So the mm. end of season three was incredible. Incredible. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I have all my notes. I have I have barely any notes for season one and two because it's just kind of slow, kind of building. Yeah, setting season up the storyline. I got yep. about a novel full of notes. So yep. that should be coming in two weeks, people. The Snowfall episode. Can't wait. Can't I can't wait, wait. yeah. Because a lot of people are already saying Snowfall is the greatest show ever. Trying to <laughs> knock in uh, The Wire. and That's tough. You know, y'all, have, y'all have Sons of Anarchy up there. But I got me, uh, I got me, Dexter over Sons of Anarchy personally. I'm people, <laughs> when, you talk, when you talk about bad endings, Drew, that Dexter bad. was. I could care less if that ending ever got spoiled for me. That was awful. <laughs> that ending was was probably the worst TV show ending I could think of. And you know what? It was so. But did bad you watch? Did you watch New Blood? Did you watch say, Dexter it New was Blood? So bad, I didn't even watch the new season of that. Uh, just because oh, how they ended it, whatever they chose to come back with would be unbelievable. He was like a mountain man at the end. He's like living yeah, yeah. remotely, pretty much, and like a yeah, log, that's what, like a logging. He started company. in yeah. He started in New Blood. He was still living in that that um, mountain and had a new identity <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> we got oh, burned so hard good. on that show. B. So it's bad. still a great show. Every every season besides the last one is a great, but it just that ending was so unbelievable like he left in the middle of a hurricane to leave the town or something like that <laughs> like, and then ended up in a little island where he's a mountain man now like that's not a re- really a weird life for a serial killer <laughs> like uh like uh what, what is he he was like a vigilante serial killer right yeah <laughs> it's not a good ending for that and he keep, and he went back to doing the same shit and new blood he just had a kid now, and never mind. Y'all watch. He had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Little Harry. Was New Blood, yeah. was New yeah. Blood one season? Did they, was it one one and done? Yeah, it was one and done. Okay. So they were just trying to right their wrongs for the. They ending. was. They was. Yeah, exactly. That's what they were trying to do. <laughs> B ain't having it. <laughs> right. B is still upset. Like. <laughs> you gotta do more than that. We watch that. Um. But yeah, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. I had a few did you knows. It's been a while. Uh, okay. So mm. without further ado, uh, rap facts that might shock you. Number one, Dr. Dre or Kid Cudi have never had a number one album. I was actually very wow. surprised by that. Oh, that's very little cool. He's coming back strong. I, 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 so I knew that. I knew that about Dre. <laughs> I knew that about Dre. And I have something else to add to that. I'm good you brought up Dr. Dre. But I knew that about Dre. I did not know that about Cudi. No. I thought Man on the Moon would have been number one. I did too. Or uh, Man on the Moon too, because oh, of how special guest first was. Yes, hey, say, Cass say is hi. on. <laughs> say hi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> she said, "Run your head, run your headphones." <laughs> That's him right there. You see, Uncle. Hi. <laughs> All right, say bye bye. Say bye bye. <laughs> I saw her the video you posted earlier today or something. Yeah, like <laughs> she's she's funny. So like starting show like <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. But like I was saying, uh, I knew that about Dr. Dre. 
and I have something to add on that later. But I didn't know that about Cuddy. I would have figured he had a number one album. What came out uh, when 2001 dropped or whatever that that surpassed Dre's album? Because I feel like that just was a phenomenal multi-platinum album. Mm. I have no idea. 2001 came out in 99. So. Yeah. Let's see. You know, let's do a little fact check real quick. 99 was a DMX? No! It might, no, 98 was DMX. It might have been Jay-Z. Let's go. Oh. But the, it would have had to come out the same week, though, you know? Yeah. Well, while you look for that, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead Lil yeah. Baby has more charting songs than J. Cole and Meek Mill combined. Nicki Minaj, Drake, Lil Wayne, and J. Cole are the only rappers to have charted a song every year since 2010. Damn. Travis Scott's Astro World has more Spotify streams than all 122 of Gunna's songs combined. It's Good. The baby Good. at 15.3 billion has more Spotify streams than Michael Jackson, 11.6 billion. I got some more. Future has more Spotify streams than Adele, not even including his features. Drake Scorpion has sold more copies first week than all of Travis Scott's albums did combined. Drake Scorpion did a 732. Travis Scott's album total has 710,000. Hmm. And Nicki Minaj is the rapper with the most YouTube videos, over 100 million views. She has 63 and only to have over 60, actually. Last but not least, Jack Harlow's First Class is the only hip-hop song to debut with over 50 million Spotify streams in its opening week. I yeah. found out who released on the same day as Dre. It was Korn's album, Issues, which is my favorite Korn album. So that is crazy. Uh, to, yeah, they came Korn out the beat. same day as Dre and Korn. Korn oh. got the number one. Dude, Korn was huge in the 90s. No, I know but that. It's but crazy thinking that, yeah. It's still <laughs> it's crazy, really crazy to still, still think, yeah. Now, I'm a, I'm very aware how big Korn was. Yeah, but <laughs> that's still crazy that it beat out Dre, though. Like. It is crazy because I Dre. I don't know. I feel like Dre's got hits that still play on the radio. Like Corn got Freak on a Leash right now that still plays. Kind of. That's yeah. crazy. That's that's wild. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Just want to throw out a few facts, man. It's been a while. No, B, you did great. You did amazing. That was you. You made that was us yeah. That was <laughs> that was super dope. Yeah. Man, you get a you get a round of applause of a soundbite. Thank you. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. Draw, what was it? What was the nugget you were gonna draw? So, um, Clark Kent, uh, producer, a legendary producer, uh, he worked closely with B- Biggie and Jay Z. Said that Dr. Dre's "The Chronic" was not a classic album. So, oh my! Get out of yeah. town. Reasoning? <laughs> yeah. Get out of town. So uh, he was he was naming different classic albums in um in hip hop history because he was trying to make a point that every classic album to, um pretty much does the same thing it's um like it tells a story it has a beginning a middle and an end you know and so he was comparing when he got to the chronic he kind of was thinking about it he was like he don't know if he would place the chronic in a classic album because like he says every classic album has no skips which is true we've we've all said that before like so he said he don't know if the chronic is a classic album compared to doggy style and he said that doggy style is a better album than the chronic so he don't know if he would consider it a classic album Doggy style doesn't really tell a story though. Not, you know, they're both like just, yeah. just albums with, with great singles that just make you feel good. Like riding around yeah. playing some hits, you know, I, yeah. they're kind of the same album in that. I mean, you got this, you got the skits on both albums, like yeah. on, on 
on Snoop's album, it's like the radio skits that pop in here and there. And on Dre's, it's like right. the... This is DJ E. Sadiq on the station that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. Oh. I don't know, like the news skits, kind of, or something like yeah. that. I mean, they're not, they don't tell a story. They're both classics, hands down. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. I think, I think The Chronic is a classic. I just thought it was a good conversation. Obviously, he got a bunch of pushback, you know, but I do, however, I do think Doggy Style is a better album than The Chronic. But I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. the Chronic is not a classic. I, I think Doggy Style is better, but the Chronic is still a classic. The hey, Chronic sold so. three million copies. Like that's it, it, classics don't classics go platinum. That's what I'm gonna say. You know, like they yeah. sell a lot. They and sell, to sell three yeah. million or more is that it's certified classic, and right. it's got a bunch of singles that are still you know platinum singles on it. I think he's Absolutely. out of line saying that. I'm just gonna say oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go yeah so it was good that you brought up Dre because i wanted to have that conversation yeah obviously we all are one one accord that nigga tripping but yeah it was a good conversation (laughs) yeah that's not what i was expecting so thank you for that (laughs) thank you b random have you guys seen the the clip of of uh young jock on social media um recently he he recorded himself crying and Talking about this, this, the. Hey, 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 man, you corny! Basically, where we are in our world today, and I guess being fearful of his children, but it's just a black and white video of him literally crying in front of a. a, a <laughs> I guess he recorded on his phone. It's just really weird. So I, I take it y'all haven't seen it, but nah. you know, you know, I'm all for uh, men being <laughs> in tune with their emotions, but just the route he took of recording himself crying and. And putting a filter on it and releasing it on social media, I just I'm curious. I'm with you, B. I love men being vulnerable, but if you turn on your phone while you crying and edit it after that, (laughs) that's crazy. That's put a black and white filter on it. Him in a a chain is just. Young Jock does a lot lately to make me question his thought process. So uh, I just was curious if y'all saw that, and and I don't think either of you have seen it. So whenever you all get a chance, just just take a look at it and let me know. I I just well, that's funny because I've been thinking of a topic I wanted to propose to you guys, but I was trying to you know make a little database so I got a list to go off of. I want to do in the future uh, a list or however you guys want to of artists that you really, really believed in. And then they just fell off the face of the earth. Cause uh young Jack is it one of mine. Like I really you, thought he was going to be something. You, I really back in that era, in- back in that era. <laughs> yes. Cause, cause the new Jack city and the hustle nomic CD were really good. And I was anticipating yeah. a third and it never came out. Chameleon is another one of those guys made two albums and then just fell off the face of the earth. Saigon's on my list. Like I gotta make a few more. But. So the only thing about Chameleon Air, where I'll push back on you, is he had a million mixtapes. Oh so, yeah, he did. So yeah, so that's the, the thing. Like yeah, he had, yeah, he had two albums. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. he had like a lot of mixtapes. So he still had a bunch of music flowing around. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, New Jack City and Hustle Nomics was dope. Yeah, yeah. for that, that for that snap era, you know. Yeah, I for the snap era, yeah. at least make a third album, and if it flopped, it flopped. But I'm still waiting on Venom from Chameleon Air. I'll just say that, 
it was oh it's not it's not coming oh it's never too much money yeah he getting too much money it's not loaded though he's loaded right now but yeah if you guys ever want to do you do you know how rich chameleonary is now he's loaded I know he, he has money. I don't know exactly how much. Oh, um, he got a lot of money. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. Like where he's yeah, sitting. Yeah, because he, he, what he did, what he did you know, in his rap career, like he took his money and he invested in tech. Like, so all clear. like the Google and all the Apple and all of that, he invested in all of that. He is very, very rich. He is not <laughs> rapping on anybody's record. So, And from yeah. what I heard, he has a recording studio where he still produces a lot too. But it's just, I don't know if it's, him producing or he has a team under him that produces records for people but i've seen That's the videos in the recording studio yeah. it looks amazing so yeah. yeah he's he's got money it should it should <laughs> how much money he got he better have the highest Listen. state of the art <laughs> like you know what we you know what i loved about him too and we'll dive more into this when we do this topic one day he had a great sound he had because he could sing he could rap he could like tweak yeah. his voice with the auto tune without the huh he could sing i didn't know that he he did like the harmonizing shit on a lot of his songs. Like you yeah. think of uh, you see me rolling, they hate it, yeah. like shit like that. That's singing, you know. Yeah, I a mean, lot of them Houston dudes do that. Like yeah. they all, but he come from stood church. out. Like he was actually really good, and yeah. he had that. Um, he had a song where like he uh, sampled "Sweet Home Alabama," supposed to be on his third album, and it never came out. It was called "Good Morning." I think you mm-hmm. probably heard of it, Gerard. But yeah, it was. Like, yeah. I could go on and on about him and Jack and Saigon, but yeah, those I say we Man. do that list one day in the future. <laughs> Saigon, goodness. Well, Scrappy's uh, on my list. All these people who are on love and hip hop. Wait, much, I'm watching this. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely, you, yeah, you I, believed it. You, y'all believed it, little Scrappy. Oh my god. <laughs> Me, you did right. No problem was a banger. Living in a project was a vulnerable song. Hank the gangster. A lot of potential. Yeah. Oh my At god. At one point, I thought he was gonna be a certified star. He was. No, he was he was in he a He won for your list too is Slim Thug. I know you used to love him. No, I know I believe in Slim Thug. Yes. We I all did. In Slim Thug. He was already platinum yeah. and he didn't go platinum. I ain't got my platinum, but I'm already platinum. <laughs> although he wasn't the star you would think he would be, he still found a way to be relevant. So I guess I guess Lil Scrappy did. did too, but And Slim Thug still made albums too, which he Nobody did. really listened to, but he still kept releasing solo albums. Jock and Jock and uh, Scrappy and Chameleon Air just stopped. I know, I know one other dude be believed in too. Let's just do the topic Kia, now. Fuck it. Kia <laughs> Shine. Oh. Be, be oh. believed in Kia Shine. <laughs> so about that? I've never heard any of his other music other than So Chris. That was the only thing I I did listen to his album. No, no other song sticks with me other than So Crispy was. I you know what else was fired by him? The the uh, So Crispy remix, which had like 20 people on it. <laughs> but that's the only hits yeah. he had. I just have a very distinct memory of me replaying that song over and over while playing Midnight Club 3. And that just, that just <laughs> did what I needed to, to go to different levels. So, man, no, I definitely thought he was going to be a star. You want to know the hardest line Lil Scrappy ever had, Gerard? 
It said, I'm what? so gangster, I eat cereal without the milk. Oof. On the beach of Miami, rock Versace with the seal. I'm so gangster, I eat cereal without the milk. Is that a bar that or is, what? That is, that is. <laughs> gangster, gangster. That is gangster. That's gangster. Yeah. <laughs> that's serial killer type gangster. No, no well, one drive, who do you that. believe in? Let's just do it now. Corey Guns, I believed in him. Um, God, dude, that that verse still just yeah, hits hard, dude. Yeah. For six foot, yeah. Foot. I be, I be, I had so much. Oh man, that hurt my whole whole soul. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? Bars right now. One bar that always sticks out for me that I heard recently was when Chingy said, "Give me what you got for a pork chop." Give me what you got for a pork chop. Um, she threw it at me like I was a showstop. <laughs> just, just don't get caught in music like that anymore, man. <laughs> You just don't get anything like that, man. Oh, what you got for a pup chop. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, uh you know, I'll just keep going, Gerard. I guess I had this was Murphy Lee. Murphy Lee was Oh, I, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say Murphy Lee. Yes, Murphy Lee. <sighs> I believe that. His him. album was fire. His debut it album. Was. And then just mm-hmm. nothing after that. Like we didn't even get another Saint Lunatics album after that. I'm just so no. hurt by all these artists, man. Yeah. Uh, who else? Let me think. I Chip oh. the Ripper to me, Donis, all those guys I've said before. Stolly, 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 yeah, yeah. You know, so he's still re- he's still releasing albums, but the big mm-hmm. thing with him, he never got signed to MMG like we all thought he was going to, or did I he? Know. No, I he did. He just wasn't there. he wasn't there that long, so he wasn't there, and then never released a like a smash album with them or anything while they had their great roster, you know? Right. Uh so B, who else you got? It's all it's all these like mid two thousands guys that we believed in in high school. <laughs> Charles Hamilton really believed in him. Shout out to Dewan. He had, that was his favorite artist. He was uh really into the Sonic era with Charles yeah. Hamilton and all that. Um, Brooklyn girls go hard. Brooklyn girl is fire. Yeah, that fire track. Who I released. Uh, who I wish released his debut album was uh, Papoose's with the Nasarima Dream. It was supposed yes. to be fire. And it was supposed to come out, excuse me, with like Saigon's greatest story never told. So mm-hmm. I got Saigon's album and Papoose's in like 2010, 2011, way after 2005, 2006. And they were not so, the same albums. Yeah, they weren't, but they at least Saigon's was still good. He still had his a good was album. Fire. His was great. Yeah. But like it was Papoose. five years too late, but it was exactly. still a good album. So Papoose had something because he was on like Touch It remix and all that, killing yeah. verses and shit on freestyles, doing those like the uh, alphabetical slaughters and all that, and then just nothing. He couldn't get that that major label album out. Oh, um, damn, he was signed to Aftermath. You know who I'm talking about, Drew? Uh, yep, he is from um, Flint. Uh, yes what's his name well john connor is john that his connor. name yeah that's it john connor yeah yeah met him met him downtown detroit in hart plaza he was passing out his his mixtape shook his oh, hand damn. i was like you know what you're gonna be something one day and oh, that's too bad got signed to it's, aftermath it's your fault it's again. your fault you told you told him he was gonna be something <laughs> you know what kid you're right <laughs> yeah. the, the name that's coming to mind drew for me is yellow wolf yellow wolf yellow wolf you did believe in him two, two good you did. yeah you i tried I, I tried with him he uh fell off after his third album fell off with shady and all that yeah you liked him b i didn't know that 
I did. You know who I, else? <laughs> yeah. You know who else B believed in? B <laughs> B only believed like only played two people's songs constantly to try to get me to become a fan of them. And it was Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf was one of them. And the other one, who was the other one? B Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball's album was fire, bro. Lonzo's album was fire, man. I didn't even know he released a full album. Drew, you gotta listen to it, man. What's it called? Drive today. Bounce back album. No, no, it's called Born the Ball. Dude, it's some bangers out there. He still believe. He still <laughs> but those are the only two people B was like, nah, nah, bro, you gotta listen. I'm like, bro, stop. When you say B? Listen to Born the Ball. Alonzo drops some heat, man. <laughs> you know what? For you, I will. I'll check it out. I'm just trying to think now who are these other 2000s artists that I really believed in that just oh, fizzled out. It's pretty much that era. Like, oh, Rich Boy. Yeah. Rich Boy's another. Oh, Rich Boy, I believed in him too. Yeah. Thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna be around forever, you know? I did. One too. of those one yeah. of those southern guys who just stuck around, you know, eventually aged with us, has put out a few more hit albums and nothing. So sad. Yeah, man. I and he had Polo to Dine, and Polo's still getting money producing records and stuff now. But mm-hmm. I like when he was doing music with rich boy i really thought that that was gonna last long and and it didn't then uh polo polo was a producer too um he did a bunch of stuff for uh he did Nas's hero and then he did a bunch of stuff for carrie hilson too yeah yep oh yeah who else you got b i know you there's some you're just waiting to say b you got any r&b people that you believed in Ooh, i thought donnie clay was gonna be a star I definitely thought that. Yeah, was that he did. He did. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> man, that, oh, dude, man. that dude didn't turn out to be nothing. Dude, he was the only person to get like a solo deal from Diddy off of TV and just did nothing yeah. with it, man. That's nothing. Crazy. At a time when he was addicted with making new bands and he gave him a solo shot. Mm. No, I definitely believe in Donnie Klang. R&B is such a good question. You know who I heard on the radio the other day who really only had two hits was Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky was pretty big. I was gonna say, Ricky is pretty big. No, I mean, there's a part, there's a part where every party you went to in high school, yeah, pretty Ricky and people was grinding. Nah, pretty Ricky had a nice, they had a nice little run, especially during the Scream Tour era. Yeah, pretty Ricky. I just remember Grind on Me and then uh, uh, Hotline or what is it called? On the Hotline, on the Hotline, yeah, and then Pleasure P went solo, so yeah, pretty Ricky did all right. Yeah, but yeah, day Girl, day twenty six. I got one more. <laughs> uh, oh, rap wise, I thought I thought our prophet from the Nappy Roots was gonna break off and be something, but nobody even probably even knows who he is. <laughs> nope. Yeah, nah. That's the only, that's the only other one I had for that. <laughs> you know how I thought it was gonna be big, Rich Chigga. I thought I thought he was gonna be thought he was gonna be a star, man. <laughs> Even, even why, even, why, why, why did you think? Why, even, why did you think? Even Cameron agreed with me and thought he was gonna be big, man. I, <laughs> I don't, let me let me see. Oh man, see. y'all forgot about that stick. That's what it is. He was an Asian rapper that looked nothing like what his voice sounded like. Man, this was so fire. Two hundred twelve million views. Come on, man. 
What's the song? We can't hear it. Yeah, we can't hear it, B. Can't hear it. Oh no. man, nah. oh that's sick. Oh my goodness, I so, think I've ever heard it. Oh man, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send it to you, Drew. <laughs> I'll put it on the pod. I don't give a fuck about a motherfucking hoe. I'm a pull up with that stick and hit your motherfucking dog. Yeah, people be starving. And people be killing for food with that cracking that spoon, but they wish motherfuckers they stay eating good job and wish they Yeah, you know what? I'm glad we actually got this little section out the way. I got yeah. I had a lot to vent about today. You know, spoilers, people I thought would be good. But yeah. uh shout out to if we want to transition to sports real quick, uh mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala officially retired. And B, oh, you shit. know how I feel about him. He I was, didn't know he retired. Damn. He was one of my favorite players ever growing up. <laughs> no, that's Odd true. choice, I know. But I loved when him on the uh, I just saw it a few minutes ago. That said he retired. Oh, he just announced it, dude. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Like right. right before we started recording. Oh, man. Well, he had a yeah. great career. I, I liked him as a player. And he's going to be a great um, like analyst. He's going to yeah. be a great analyst, too. Like, whether he started a podcast or... I could see or... him going into coaching one day, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was coaching on the um, sideline with mm-hmm. them before they got took that L, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Say, I know we want to talk about the GOAT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bye. Shout out to Jermichael Green, man. He gave him the extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, Brian, that's that's another reason why Brian is my GOAT, because that line is perfect. And he played it right at that spot, too. Starting, <laughs> like, like, starters, I hate it, man. It's just, well, man. You know, you know, my GOAT. Hey, my goat showing love to my goat in a perfect scenario, man. I just I love it, man. But I was very happy to see see Steph go home. It, it's mm-hmm. a few things that make me happier. Um, try to listen, <laughs> try to listen to Draymond Green's podcast after they lost. Oh <laughs> man, that shit was glorious, bro. I love I love when Draymond is humble, bro. That's the <laughs> nothing like he's like nothing we like early since 2014. I don't know what to do. Yeah, figure it out, my man. Figure it out. <laughs> You don't have a long time. But I will say, Draymond, it's unique to see a player have, like, a podcast where he's so, um, I guess, transparent, like, like current time during the season. But, dude, he need a co-host or something, man. Like, I I, I appreciate (laughs) that. He keeps the same energy, wins or losses. Like you, know, you can't just go on there after wins. Like after his losses, I'm more intrigued to see what he got to say. <laughs> but like, but like when when he loses, he talks about it. When he wins, he talks about it. But I, I appreciate that from him. But he's got he just um, he's got a lot to say, and I just would like to see it broken up a little bit because Draymond just talking by himself, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, um, during the season, he usually does have a co-host. Um, does he? For the yeah, for the playoffs, he doesn't because I don't think he wants to record with his co-host like while he's like in playoff mode. But hmm. during the season, when he uh, had his podcast, he did have a co-host, or he would have like a guest, or he would have a guest on. Who so is usually it? Usually, does uh, I don't know. I forget the co-host name. Uh, like, um, yeah, but like I said, or like during the season, or he'll have a guest, like uh, another NBA player, and they'll be talking to each other and stuff like that. It's funny to see all these athletes on podcasts. So speaking of, yeah. I will say the pivot episode was I just watched with the Rock was the first one I watched in full. I knew, I knew you was gonna watch that. Yes, excellent, excellent episode. The Rock actually doesn't do podcasts. 
at all yeah. and was on there. So that's a huge move for them. But I highly recommend people to check that one out. It was really, really good. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And I watched the pivot all the time. It's a great, great podcast. Um, but back to the series with the Lakers and Warriors. Actually, we can talk about the whole playoffs. We'll start with Lakers and Why Warriors, not? though. Um, I love that series. Like, and it was a a battle between strength and weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? So the Lakers are a big team and mm-hmm. they played big towards the uh Warriors. Yeah. And I like the mind games that Steve Kerr, I will I will say this about Steve Kerr. I do think he's a great coach because a lot of where Steve Kerr is great at is adjustments. And he showed his his value as a coach by adjusting to the Lakers' um, strength by going small on them. And the Lakers had to adjust to him by starting Schroeder in game six. And yeah. it fucked the Warriors up. They didn't know what to do. So, like, <laughs> like that, that, that cat and mouse game, I love that about NBA playoffs. Like, you don't see that in college, you know what I'm saying, because it's win or go home. So you can just have a bad game and lose that game. It doesn't show that you're a better player or coach or whatever. But NBA playoffs, when you know you got to play somebody – and win four games, you see that cat and mouse game. I enjoyed that about the Lakers and the Warriors. And because, you know, like you can tell on the court that Brian and the Warriors really hate each other. Like that shit is real. Like they might have like relationships like Dre and Brian might be like really good friends off the court. But when they're playing against each other, you can tell like I'm trying to beat you. Like this oh, yeah. is not we not friends. Like so that was good to see, too. It's funny you say that because I actually had a discussion where I was telling my friends that I thought that Steve Kerr was overrated. Um, what the Lakers did go small ball, but what's funny is the Lakers going small ball, you still allowed to roll out AD at the five. You're still allowed to do Brian at the four, which is a literal small ball cheat code because both of them can defend and rebound at high levels, but still have the the athletic ability of very elite wing players. Um, I, I There is so much I think that's going to come out about the Warriors and not even trying to be clickbait, but it's obvious, like, after the, after the punch of Jordan Poole and Draymond, like, there's clearly a rift between that team that they, at some levels, were able to overcome, but at other points, I think it just was too much for them to get past. Um, you see a lot of criticism of Jordan Poole, who didn't have a great series at all. Uh, Clay Thompson started off well in the series and then fell off very tough. Um, Raymond had the 20 points in game five, but then he didn't score that much in game six. Um, honestly, I think it comes down to when you beat Golden State, you just have to literally bully them. Uh, like you said, when you, you have AD sh- show up, um, I mean, Looney was getting his, excuse me, getting his rebound still, but you know, AD is just too much offensively for anybody to guard really when he wants to play. Um, I think Draymond, he showed flashes in game five of being able to be that that bully slash like really be that that emotional piece that the Warriors need at times to kind of to wake up. But what's also crazy is you see the dynamic shift between Draymond and LeBron where like it came out Draymond was trying to miss the game during the season to watch LeBron break the record. Um, and then before damn near the final buzzer ended of game six, like you see Draymond giving Brian a hug and smiling, you know, after the loss. And it's just like, I don't know. I think Draymond was doing a little politic and I think he knows uh, Golden State has some decisions to make. I'm sure he would love to play with Brian if he was ever to not be playing with Golden State. Um but it just was weird to see, like, 
Draymond not being his normal, like, for instance, when he got suspended for for kicking LeBron in the midsection, like, obviously that was an extreme situation, but he didn't used to have the admiration for Bron on the court like he kind of did in the series. So, I mean, Steph was the efficient shooter he typically was. He still got his numbers, but – yeah, no, that team's got some decisions to make. I think one of the worst decisions they made was giving up on Wiseman so early. Wiseman would have been excellent for them in that series to set screens, roll to the basket, another big body they could have tried to throw at AD. But, I mean. Wiseman, Wiseman isn't that good defensively, though. So I think that it would have been another body, like you said, to put on AD to wear him down. But also, I want you to think back into before the Warriors had KD. LeBron has seen this team before. Like, so when you don't have another weapon on the court, like the best way to defend the Warriors is to like make them work, to make them defend, like make them keep shooting them shots because they're all not going to fall. Like, so when, remember when you're being coached in basketball, your coaches say, live by the three, die by the three. Steve Kerr is like that. We're going to live by it and die by it. Usually the Warriors get a lot of open shots. They get a lot of good looks. And they 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 have in this series. But if you're too busy trying to defend D if you're trying to defend Austin Reeves, if you're trying to defend Schroeder, you know what I'm saying? They like Le- LeBron saw this before, like, and that's what him and Kyrie used to do. Put them in the pick and roll, make them defend. You saw game six when LeBron had Clay on him every time it was like, all right, barbecue chicken. Like, I'm like, so like every time we, oh, Andrew Wiggins, you got a broke rib. Guess what? I'm going to put this elbow in it. Like, like we going, we going down low. Like he, he's seen this team before. So I think other teams are not able to put up the points, you know, to keep up with Golden State. Cause they're, that barrage is coming. They're going to hit shots and stuff like that. So just this team, you saw Golden State unlike last year where Andrew Wiggins was going crazy last year in the playoffs. You saw this team where, Hey, it didn't come all together. Steph had to put a lot on his back and they weren't hitting shots, but LeBron was aware of that. Like, and so like he was just like it was a clip that they showed um a couple games ago where um the Lakers won and they defended a play that LeBron saw in twenty fourteen. And I he saw was that. pointing yeah, to with yeah, play coming and, around the three. Yeah. Yeah, this is why LeBron is is extremely smart to remember some shit like that and say, hey, go to that corner. That's where they're trying to throw it to. Like, and and AD went over to that corner. Like, that type of stuff. Like, Golden State can get away with the Kings. They probably could have got Denver the same way. You can't get LeBron like that because he didn't seen it all. So, like, I, I hear what you're saying. And as far as the Draymond-LeBron relationship, yeah, I think they're – since they were such tough competitors, you know, just like I would – Reckon it to like Jordan and Barkley in their days. Like they're such tough competitors. They built a relationship. I still think Graymont when he's on that court, he's a very, very tough competitor. And he's just old. Like, I'ma just keep it a buck with you. Draymond is not not being competitive. He can't do that shit he used to do 10 years ago. Like he can't jump with the with them no more. He cannot run like he used to. He was still playmaking the best he could, but no one is afraid of Draymond offensively. Like, he's going to have one big game, and you saw that in game five, but no one's scared of him making shots. Like, no one – you want to get layups? Go ahead. By all means, do it. You're going to miss – you're going to miss three of them. I know you are. Like, so, right. like – I want to do – I don't think it was a lack of, of talent or anything like that. I think it just comes a time where sometimes a player can show too much respect to a person that kind of – I don't know, maybe idolizing isn't the right word, but it's just gotten to that point now where LeBron is being regarded as the best, if not top two player ever. And 
don't know. I think I, I just think Draymond didn't have the edge he typically did when their relationship wasn't what it was today. Um, but no, I mean, like you said, LeBron in the post, um, you're seeing a transition of his game now. He's got offensive players around him that can create their own shots, which is when he thrives most. Um, so it wasn't just LeBron dominating the ball, being the point guard. It was a lot of Brian being off ball, setting off ball screens. Um, like you said, D'Lo, I still don't think D'Lo played that great. I I would like to see him take way better shots. I would like better to- than the first series, though. Better than the first series, but his defense is just laughable. Um, but I mean, when you got AD bringing it, when you have Austin Reeves finally showing up towards the end of the series, when you got Dennis Schroeder pushing the pace, uh, running the pick and rolls, actually hitting some outside shots, which is probably his biggest weakness. Like you got Rory that comes in, um, shows he has he has post game, he's able to shoot three. Um, it's just and and you got Lonnie, who probably was the best coaching decision that Darvin made through the whole series, like. In game four, essentially winning them the game with his fourth quarter. Um, and you even see Steph sign a jersey saying, you know, we're not going to forget game four in that performance. Like, I, took to, I think Darvin Ham is doing – he won't get the credit he deserves, but he's doing an excellent job as a rookie head coach to do some of the things that typically aren't done. Um, giving a chance to a rotation player that hadn't played a lot. Um, like you said, going small ball. Uh, being able, being willing to even take out uh, Vanderbilt out of the starting lineup, he was while he was playing strong defense. Offensively, man, he was struggling, and you got to be able right. to contribute a His little bit on both sides. Bro, so, dude. Yeah, he hit the bottom of backboard wide in the corner three and <laughs> game five. I think I'm like, yeah, bro, they're gonna have to sub him out because they, they need a little production. Like the same way the Lakers were leaving Gary Payton wide open and Draymond wide open. Golden State was doing the same thing with Vanderbilt, and he had to get stubbed out. So, you know, I was just – you wonder if this is the end of the dynasty. I'm As a hater, I'm hoping it is. But, you know, I'm just curious to see what Golden State is going to do in the offseason. Are they – apparently they're going to ask Clay to take a pay cut. Um, he should. I mean, he should. Draymond, Draymond could be gone. Um, you got guys like – I think Kameen. Draymond will – I think Draymond will take the pay cut, though. I think he it's, wants it's to be a warrior possible. for life. Yeah. It's very possible. You got guy, young guys like Kuminga who trying to figure out, you know, what the role on the team is going to be. They paid Jordan Poole a lot of money. There's rumors about whether or not they would have to move on from him. I don't think they should. Um, but, I mean, Steph isn't like a young chicken, man. Steph is getting up there too. So how do you maximize the end of his career? Clay, I mean, he's overcome a lot of injuries. You're glad to see him back. But, I mean, he, he didn't end the season that well. So, like, you know. What, what, what are they going to do? But it should be an exciting NBA offseason. But the playoffs have been great. Uh, we talked about the Lakers and the Warriors. Uh, the Phoenix-Denver series was really good. But we yeah. already said the last time we recorded. That was an ass-whooping, though, that last game in Phoenix. So I said we need to talk about that. And- we, we saw it coming. The way <sighs> Devin Booker and Kevin Durant was playing, we all said in agreement. It That's was- not sustainable. Yeah. And you could see Kevin Durant start to get tired. You could start to see Devin yeah. Booker. Getting yep. tired. I mean, when you got double teams like that, you're not getting a lot of rest. Like, no. It, no it, Chris Paul either was huge that whole series. Look, <laughs> we've been debating back and forth, and my group me who has the worst contract in NBA, and I think it is Chris Paul. Oh, I don't know is. what Phoenix was doing when they signed him to such a large extension at being being an aging player that already had injury problems. Um, I think the biggest point is disappointment, though, was DeAndre Ayton. You paid yeah. him that contract. 
despite the fact that he has stated he didn't want to be there. And at moments, he he looks at like and the I, softest on the court. And, it's and very I think that's why I think that's why Monty got fired because I it's think big, he was pushing. Yeah, he was pushing for Aiton to be a top player for their team, and you know he I guess he put his put it on him for Aiton's development, and I guess the owner was like, "You got me spending this money on this guy, and this guy's not producing." So, like, mm-hmm. I think that's why Monty got fired. You know, four years, Aiden is on you. You know, his development, that's on you. If it was yeah. – I I kind of think the ownership thought that Aiden was going to get an offer from somewhere else and, you know, they wasn't going to be able to match. And they still – I guess Monty pushed them to match it. But I would have let him walk. Yeah. I would have let him walk. I wouldn't have – I would have let him walk. I, I, I mean, he – I mean, we be, if we keep in the book, he quit on him last year. So, to bring him back – Yeah. Different outcome this playoffs around. It, it just, and he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. He said, like, he's saying he loves Phoenix, this, that, and the other this year. But last year, he was, when they sent him that offer, he was, he said goodbye to Phoenix. He didn't think yeah. Phoenix was going to match that offer. Like, so I, I wouldn't have did it. And I, I think that's why Monty um, got fired, which is unfortunate because the player is the player, no matter if I develop him or not. You know what I'm saying? He, he still Monty took be him to the him. finals a few years ago, yeah. too. So it's not all on him. Look, it's easy to remember the joke that Phoenix was about five years ago when he first took that job, but to take them into the bubble, to go on that streak, to go to the right. finals, I mean, to make them a serious contender, um, I don't know, maybe the new owner wanted to get his own guy, but it doesn't make much sense. But hopefully it's the name that the Pistons can interview. I know they were supposed to make the decision, um, yeah. but Monty is a better coaching candidate or coach yeah. than all three of the guys are currently looking at. So Agreed. I don't know. I've seen crazier things happen, um, but – no, I, I, I'm i looking forward to seeing Jokic playing AD. Um, Jokic Ooh. has been great, possibly the yeah. best player in the NBA. But yeah. his matchups, when you look at it, he's got Rudy Gobert, who can be barbecue chicken at times. He's better help side defender. Um, Cat, who is soft. Yeah, at Aiden. Yeah. Just talking Aiden. about Aiden. Aiden showing up when he wants barbecue chicken. Uh, so we'll <laughs> see. Aiden, but the Lakers, I, this, is, this is a different series, B. I know we saw them in 2020 go against each other, and that was that went six, you know, and Jokic had his time, but the Lakers also had uh, Dwight Howard, and they also had uh, – what's his name? Um, what's the other big dude's name? Um, did he pl- I think he played for the Nuggets now. What, Thomas Bryant? Oh, DeAndre no, Jordan. Um, no! No. Um, he was on the Lakers team, I thought, wasn't he? DeAndre? Good. Uh, not during the championship bubble. Oh man, what's his, what's the dude named um light skin? Uh he played JaVale for the McGee? Wizards. Yes, JaVel McGee. Like oh, so the, the Lakers had JaVel McGee and DeAndre Jordan to defend Jokic. They don't have that. So I'm wondering how they're going to they're going to defend that. And it's a two different teams now. Like the Nuggets are stacked. You know, they are deep. So like, he the Lakers on that Lakers team too, wasn't he? Who? KCP. Oh, KCP. Yeah, KCP was on that Lakers team too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I the, I think starting lineups can match up. Yeah. Like, that's going to be good. Now, when it goes to the bench, how is that going to work? And who are the Lakers going to start against to guard Jokic to start? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't, pit, I wouldn't put AD on him to start. You know, I would – if it, we go to the fourth quarter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll switch over. But that's this is going to be a really good I, – I think it might go seven. Like this is gonna be a really good matchup. So, 
I think my biggest concern is uh, Denver has the wings to throw at Braun to kind of yeah. tire him out a little bit because LeBron was able to take. I mean, we keeping it honest, some some breaks on defense when he was trading <laughs> yeah. guard, guarding Draymond and just waiting for him to shoot. Uh, but you can't play that same defense against Denver. Whether it's going to be Aaron Gordon uh, that LeBron has to guard and be guarded by, or, or Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Like, yeah, those are things that they could just keep throwing at Bron. Like you said, KCP if they get tired. Um, but yeah, they're going to need those those other guys to step up. They're going to need Austin Reeves. They're going to need uh, Dennis Schroeder. I don't know if Mo, Mo Bamba is going to make a return, but you know he he will have to. He would. I I think this is going to be a big series for Rui. If I'm being honest, yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think D'Lo or Schroeder can uh, guard Jamal Murray either. I mean, Jamal's been on a mission this playoffs. Absolutely not. No, as long as they make Jamal have to guard one of them, make it respectable. Yes, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. D'Lo, D'Lo really needs to step up here, dude. If he shoots another one-legged fadeaway (laughs) like he's Dirk, I swear to God, man, I cannot. I I just stomach watching that guy sometimes. I just need D'Lo to make his open threes. Like, that that shit he does off the dribble, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? He can get his shot off the dribble. But when LeBron gives you wide open three-pointers, why are they always short? Like, right. <laughs> I don't You're <laughs> wide open, bro. Like, so, yeah. He just, yeah, he's a streaky shooter. I mean, yeah. the other thing, too, boys, we got a really big game coming up in about two hours oh, here. Oh, yeah. Game seven. Celtic Sixers. Who y'all, Who y'all got? got? I want Sixers so I, I'm so sick of the Celtics, man. Drew, like I really I'm, am. Drew, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I right want. I really you. want Embiid to just I be a beast. You, this I'm game. right there with you, but I cannot. <laughs> I'm. I'm like. I'm like that guy that that sees the potential in, in a lady. She's. She's got everything he wants, but for one reason or another. <laughs> Whenever it's time to commit, things just can't. It, it just, it just, it just, she's got that. She's got that mole that just kind of throws you off. Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's just it's a couple of things. It just when it seems like everything's going right, you just take a step back and you're like, wait, I can't do this to myself. Whether it's Doc Rivers and just not showing up as a coach when you need him to, whether it's whether it's Harden, James Harden yeah. who at times starts to look like Ben Simmons when he should go up for open layup or dunk. And just kicks it out to PJ Tucker in the corner. Who oh, Harden's so afraid to shoot his step back now. It doesn't make sense. Like he'll he'll do the step back motion, then he'll swing it out or something. Like just launch it once in a while. Like you used to have that in your bag with ease. And look, man. Tyrese Maxey's the only one who's really been stepping up for them. But you can't really rely on him for a for a Eastern Conference. You know, Game Seven right now. You got to have him beat or Harden. PJ Tucker might have the best job in America. <laughs> He's getting paid eleven million dollars. All he has to do is is dive after a couple loose balls. That motivate and shoot and shoot that right corner three. Yeah, just the, the right corner. corner. And you don't, <laughs> don't even have to make it, Gerard. Literally, right, no. <laughs> just shoot <laughs> it. Yeah. It's, it's just, don't forget too. Tobias has been MIA. Tobias has been nowhere to be found. Tobias is, Harris that's... had like two points the last game. Like I, oh. I just. Dry knows I love Tobias Harris as much as anybody, but when it comes to his inconsistencies, man, I just don't mm-hmm. get it. And uh, I've actually been in discussions with people whether or not Joel Embiid was uh, justified in quote-unquote calling out his teammates. He stated he didn't get the ball the final four minutes of the game. And my, and in my opinion, I don't think he did anything wrong. As a star player, there should be no reason why you don't touch the ball the last four minutes of the game. Again, 
James Harden going to P.J. Tucker over and over again. I don't understand it. I don't understand offensively why they have Joel Embiid setting up his offense so far away from the rim. Joel shouldn't be starting his post-ups at the three-point line. Get on the block. Get a backdoor yes. and, that, like, and that's and that's the fuck why he shouldn't have called nobody out. Like you can't do right. that. Like I'm not just gonna let you get the ball just so you can do whatever the hell, and we're gonna lose even more. Like no, put yourself in position where we can help. And I think that's why he didn't get the ball. Like I'm not about to keep giving you the ball at the three point line. We're all at the three point line. Why don't you go down low? Like that's the that's the issue I'll be having with Joel sometimes. The coaching too, though. As yeah, Doc Rivers. Why are you not drawing up plays to have Joel and be? In the exactly. Yeah. You know how yeah. tired Joel Embiid has to be by the time he gets to the rim, <laughs> starting at the three. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Make it right. easier. And, so and, it can't be. It can't be both things. And I and Joel deserve MVP. So I'm not taking nothing away from. Him, but it can't be both. You can't set up the offense at the three point line and then ask me why I ain't give you the ball, bro. Three possessions. You was at the three point line. What happened? We didn't score. I'm not giving you the ball. Like so. <laughs> like. So yeah, I just don't like, understand. I'm hoping we got one game from James Harden this series where he looked like the old James Harden, and everybody was like, "Oh, you know, criticism can be over. He's going right back to what he's always been." So yeah, and that that's why I'm picking the Celtics because I don't trust him. And I was talking to my brother uh, like early, and he and he thinks the Sixers are going to the finals, and I'm like, "Bro, I don't know how you have this much faith in James Harden because I don't like so." And no. James Harden has been here before. He's been in game sevens going to the conference finals. And, like, every time he puts up a stinker, I expect him to put up another one. So well, The other thing yeah, now, we'll it just the- seems like it seems like Jalen Brown doesn't even want to be in this series anymore. That's been the weird I- thing. Well, if we're being honest, Jason Tatum quite possibly saved a lot of his legacy the last oh, game yeah, of the yeah. quarter because he was atrocious before then. Yeah. Uh, but he showed up in a big way and sealed the deal. But Hey, man. Yeah. It could go either way. I mean, Philly did win the last time they was in Boston, but Embiid's going to need some help. And mm-hmm. that's going to come down to whether or not his help shows up. Like you said, Drew Maxey's been the only consistent second teammate for him. Yeah. Um, Philly has the talent, but shit, who's going to bring it? Somebody can't find a way it. to string it all together year after year. That's been the problem. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and Joel is literally unstoppable. Al Horford's doing his best. I don't know why they have Marcus Smart guarding Joel Embiid sometimes. <laughs> um, but literally, if he sets up for it's a wrap. But it's smart. It's smart because like Joel Embiid, you would think he would take advantage of it and bully it. And he don't. And like oh. he shoots over the top of him. And it's like, bro, come on, dog. This dude is 5'11, bro. If you don't jump over <laughs> to him, like, like yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't want to forget, shout out to the Miami Heat and AC yes, going yes, to the conference, yes, uh, yes. conference championship. Kind of saw that coming, though, just the way mm-hmm. Jimmy's been playing and I did too. Just the energy of the Heat right now. I did, too. Uh, I will say that uh, Julius Randle and his effort is is just a joke. Um, <laughs> to have somebody like Jalen Brunson doing such a great job, giving his all, and you got Julius Randle who will get oh, frustrated. I- all he back. needed was one of his teammates, just one of them. That yep. that's so heartbreaking, bro. And I feel so bad for him because he just needed one of them to show up. <laughs> like you didn't even need the whole team effort, just one. And yep. not none of them teammates could help him. RJ this dude Bear, playing. Have you guys heard the rumors of Randall for the Pistons now? Hell no. That's been Hell a rumor no. of Julius coming to the Pistons. Yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, he. I no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like good on that. 
Shout out to Jalen Brunson, though, man. That's a yeah. dog. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And he, 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 yeah, he, he played his heart out. He played 48 minutes, two straight games, bro. Like, bald. Yeah. Yes, that's crazy. But yeah, yep. you know, my prediction I want Philly to win, but if I had to bet and was placing a bet, I would be betting on the Celtics because. So you're not betting the man. Other than Vijay Maxi, I don't know who you can trust on Philly. So. Gotcha. Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, what's our predictions now for the finals? I still Lakers. got Lakers Celtics. Lakers Celtics. Yeah. I'm. I kind of got to go Lakers Heat now. I feel like this Heat team can beat whoever wins out of Philly and Boston. They're just their energy is nuts. Their three point shooting is like, like 50, 40, 40, 50 percent right now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's matchup based. If if the Heat go against Philly, they're gonna beat Philly. And it's their heat of oh, going yeah. to the finals. Yeah, yeah. If the heat if they had to play the Celtics, the Celtics can they have advantages, even if they play bad over the Heat to where the Heat can't do nothing with it. Um, especially if Jason or Jalen show up, then Jimmy Butler gonna have his hands full. So I will have the Celtics over the Heat. But if Philly wins today and they go to the, the Eastern Conference Finals, they're losing to the Heat. <laughs> so that, yeah. That's fair. I got the Lakers, man. When it comes to the East, I don't know who to trust. Um, <laughs> the safest. I want LeBron to win. I want him to win it this year. You know, there's been yeah. a lot of people obviously had fatigue with him. You know, making the finals so many times, got four rings, but like he wins this one, he's guaranteed. Like all conversations are off between him and Jordan. Five rings, Bro. both all time. I listen, Gerard. You're gonna have he's, those people still, but well, it's he's even thirty better fucking case, eight. Though. We've exactly. never seen this before. We've never there is nowhere besides Kareem, and even Kareem had magic. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, but we've never seen somebody like this. And and we're no one's ever gonna like give Brian his props until he retires because this is fucking extraordinary. People want him to get ten no, rings pretty much. Yeah, and they want him to like, get it in the next few years. <laughs> because he went to like, you know how hard it is to get to the finals eleven times? Like yeah. Bill Russell had an all-star team on his team. Like, that's how he got there 12 times in 111. Like, no one ever wants to talk about that. But LeBron is 38 doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, come on, man. Like, I mean, I, I hate I hate having this conversation because people act like they don't <laughs> they don't understand common sense. Like, dog, he shouldn't be doing this. Like, there's no way, right. there's no way in hell he should be doing this. Like it'd be even more dope too if Bronny comes in and him and Bronny win one. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, don't say me. Hey, if me and my son win the championship, don't talk to me. Don't don't look at me in public. Like Yeah. <laughs> we're on a tier you can't even imagine, right. pal. Jordan, Jordan, your son didn't even make it to the NBA. They were scrubs. Right. All right. Don't say nothing to me. Don't look at me, bro. He's still banging Scotty's like- wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. On that note. <laughs> it's been a good pod, boys. Is there anything yeah, else yeah, y'all want yeah. to discuss before we get out of here, man? No, I'm just, you know what? This has been a good pod as far as length, and yeah. we got a lot of surprise topics in, so this oh. has been a meaty one. Pause. Right. Whoa! Draw, was there anything else you want to discuss? No, nah, no, nah, that's all good. Um... <laughs> We we had a good pod today. I'm, I'm good. All right. Happy Mother's Day Great to pod. all the mothers. Happy and, Mother's Day, and, indeed. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, everybody is in, able to enjoy this day somehow. Um, but yeah, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's and Casual. Until the next time, y'all be easy. All right, one.
Take care. You're back now at the Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Easy Dick. Two sensei's in a casual.